You can watch Chuy Martinez on Dish Nation every day. Listen to him on iHeartRadio. He is the host and executive producer of the Chuy Martinez Show on El Rey Network. He is a writer, an actor, and owner of Chumungus Productions. And you can also catch the short film For Rosa, which he executive produced on HBO. We discuss how he was homeless and cried himself to sleep at night in his car while he was just getting started in radio. Life as a host and executive producer ain't easy, and Chewy joins Peaks and Valleys to talk about it right now. They say it is the darkest before the dawn. But what do you do before the dawn comes when all you have is candles and nightlights guiding your path until morning, until your sight is restored and you can see your way out, your way through, your way to the other side. You push with all your might until the day breaks and your victory comes. This is Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. So we have, let me start off. First off, he's my mentor. So I'll just start off with that. Host, Stop executive it. producer. It's true though. Host, executive producer, radio personality, just all around amazing, funny guy. Please welcome Chewy Martinez. Hey. Hey. That was, that was so, a beautiful um, intro, man. Can you just follow me around saying the intro? That was pretty dope. I mean, I, I could do that if you want to pay me the right money. I'm like, you know, we're talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, talk, I taught um, you well. I taught you I know, well. Right? <laughs> get that money. So let's get, <laughs> let's get into it. We see you on Dish Nation. We see you doing amazing things. Tell us about that one time in your life when, you know, Ish got real and you didn't know if this was the, the right path for you. Woo! Man, this is going to this is gonna turn into a red table talk. First off, thank you for having me. I'm really proud of you and I'm really proud of this show and what you're building thank here. You. Uh, this is, this is pretty dope. But yeah, man, I, there's, you know, there's always been those, there always been those moments, but I think the, the biggest moment for me was, uh, was, you know, being like 19, 20 years old and returning to Los Angeles after dropping out of college and leaving Arizona and coming back to LA where I was born and raised. There was those moments where I definitely wanted to throw in the towel. You know, you have that you know, little voice over here and the little voice over here saying, you know what, you can't give up on your dreams. You got to keep going. You know, you've sacrificed so much and there's no turning back and there's no looking back and there's no regrets, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, you know, when I came back, I didn't have a job, really. I had an internship at some label, which was whack. I had a kind of a living situation, but not really. It was with family and we really didn't get along or see eye to eye. So I spent a lot of time. You know, I was legit homeless. <laughs> I was legit homeless. I slept in my car for a couple, almost a couple months. I would get my laundry and my dry cleaning done at Milton Eddie's in Burbank. And if you know what Milton Eddie's is, it's this really cool mom and pop, like dry cleaning, like cleaning mm-hmm. service in, in, in Burbank. And uh, I used to get all my laundry done there. I had a gym membership when I had to like take showers and, you know, shave and get ready for like job interviews or just like my everyday, mm-hmm. I would go to the gym. I would go to the gym early in the morning and go do that. And, you know, come to, come to work all like looking spruced like up. I just, like, like <laughs> all spruced up and looking like I just came out of my house, you know what I'm saying? But no, I was living in my car and it was a nice situation, man. It sucked. You know what I'm saying? It sucked. I had my clothes, you know, stacked up nice in the trunk. You know, I had my blankets and my pillows, you know, in my backseat. And um, I slept in Burbank because I felt it was a safe place where I could like, you know, park my car and chill out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sucked because, you know, I was I was a street team member at Kiss FM at the time and I was working at Clear Channel. 
which was iHeart before it was iHeart. You know, here I was sleeping in my car and, you know, sleeping in my back seat, you know, crying myself to sleep, talking about, yo, do things get better? You know, do, is this, is this it, you know, is this my life? You know, so, you know, and I would talk to my mom on the phone and, you know, she would, she didn't know, she had no idea. I recently shared this with her right. uh, a couple of years back and she was just like, why didn't you tell me? I was just like, no, I couldn't because you would have worried. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was already going through her stuff, you know, financially and trying to make it and try to keep a roof over her head. And I just couldn't be a burden, you know, just just being in my car and sleeping in my car, you know, gave me those those moments, you know, where I could just really, you know, have a plan and and, and construct something for myself. And I think being homeless and, you know, not having a home and, and at times not having any money for food and not any money for anything, not even gas. Yo, sometimes I'd be at the gas station asking for money. It was lit, bro. Wow. It was, it was, yeah, it was lit. It's those moments, you know, where, you know, mentally it prepares you and it just creates, you know, those moments where I was at my lowest. It just weaponized me and made me, it made me and helped me figure out what I really wanted for my life. And it just, it really, you know, the fire was already there, but it kind of like ignited the fire under my ass. So I would keep, you know working hard and trying to make something of my life. And uh, I wouldn't change any of it. I'm glad I went through all that. And uh, I couldn't believe I survived it because there was those times where I wanted to throw in the towel and just go back to Arizona, you know, and right. just stay, stay at my mom's house where, you know, I was getting fed three meals a day and getting <laughs> and my laundry done and getting taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, can, you can't beat living with moms. You know what I'm saying? Like she True. takes care of me. You know, I wouldn't change it for the world, man. I'm glad I went through that. I think that's what just keeps me humble and keeps me, keeps me, you know, with my feet on the ground because I know those low times and I remember those bad times and I never want that. I, I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my family. And I don't want that for anybody else. You yeah. Know? So it's one of those times where like you have to, you have to go through it. And that's, this is the reason why, you know, I created this type of show. Go back to like the, the dark times when you were in your car, like, what did you tell yourself? Was it something that your family ingrained in you when you were younger, like either spiritually or, you know, oh, certain yeah. like conversations your mom had with you that you recalled when you yeah. were in the car? Oh, totally. You know, my, my mom is, just being the amazing woman she is, you know, growing up, she always told me that I can have anything I want as long as I'm willing to work hard for it. So, you know, you, you hear that every day growing up, you know, she was just my number one motivator. She's always just mm -hmm. been that one. She, she said like every day she sends me a motivational quote or she sends me something uplifting, like, yo, like she's always, that's the kind of woman she is. That's just the way I was raised. You know, when I was just raised, you know, by a hardworking family, like everybody in my family is hardworking. And all the women in my family are either business owners or professionals, like they're hardcore. All the women in my family are badass. So, you know, just growing up around that and just seeing that and, you know, seeing my great grandparents and knowing what they, where they came from, you know, my great grandparents were field workers. You know, they picked strawberries, they picked fruit from the fields, they were campesinos. My great grandmother would wake up at 3 a.m. to get ready for her day, 3 a.m. to get my, my, my grandma and my, my great aunts ready for their days to either go work on the fields with them or go to school and then get, just get my mm. great grandfather ready. And their days would start at 3 a.m. and it would end at 8 p.m. It was like that for a very long time. And, 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 just, and just understanding where I come from and knowing the stories of my family and where we come from, just understanding and having that understanding of what they 
went through to get me to this point, mm-hmm. I, I always had that like never quit mentality in my head, you know, so that would kind of get me through it and, you know, crying myself to sleep in my back seat, you know, thinking about my great grandparents and thinking about my mom and just thinking about creating a better situation for myself and for my family, you know? Right. So yeah, it was, there was definitely those hard times, man. I definitely wanted to call it quits and just go back home, but it was just, it was that thing that, that what if in my head, right. And that's probably the worst feeling you could ever have in life is that what if, what if I'd stayed? What if I went home? What if I take, what if I taken that meeting? What if I did do that job? What if Mm -hmm. I did do this job with no pay for a couple of weeks? Would it, would it have paid off? You know, it's those little things, man. You just have to go for it, man, and give it all you have. This business is a motherfucker. And this business is especially a motherfucker for people of color. So, you know, there's already that bullshit, but then there's that, uh, like that other layer of bullshit that we got to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. not only that self-doubt, but that doubt from others, you know, especially when you're in media and when, you know, in, in Hollywood trying to make it and trying to be a writer, trying to be a producer, trying to be a host, trying to be a radio host, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's lots of ra- there's lots of racism out there. There's lots of everything out there, but you know what, you just got to be a strong person. Got to keep your head down, be good to people, be a good person, have love in your heart, work hard, be humble, and you're going to be all right. Gosh, well, there, there it is right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just wrap up the show. <laughs> yeah, man, no, it's, it's, it's real, man. You know, you TK, you know me, baby. You know me. So it's I like. Mean, well, that's, and that's the thing. That that's was so like a backstory. I always like to give backstories because the majority of people that have been interviewing people that I know personally, like I met Chewy when I was a street teamer. And I used to like bring boxes to the club that you were doing stuff for Kiss. Right. And right. like, you know, the way iHeart is set up, you you can meet people except for, you know, Ryan Seacrest. You do meet everybody that you hear on the radio walking and walking by. And some of them yeah. were nice. And then some of them were just like super humble. And uh, you and Big Boy were just those people that's like, you're just a person like me. Like, you treat me nice, I treat you nice. You treat me with respect. I st- that stuck with me, and I really, really appreciate it. And you know, not everybody goes by that, you know, law. So you know what? Not everybody's like that. And you know what? You have to f- filter out, you know, who's on that bullshit and who's real. But you know what? It's like you can kind of take a step back and kind of figure it out for yourself. You can see whose careers are really blossoming and who's kind of just stuck doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. That'll tell you everything. Like, yo, look at Chewy. What is he doing? You know, I'm a good person. So the universe kind of, you know, gives you gifts for being a good person. And you just open yourself to all the uh, all the gifts that the universe has to offer. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I'm going to keep doing me and I'm going to keep doing my thing. And I'm going to keep navigating the way I've been navigating for 20 plus years in this business. I'm going to be all right. Ain't, ain't Chewy Martinez ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, but you know what? But if I was an asshole... And I treated people like shit and I was an evil, evil motherfucker. Like I would have been gone 15 years ago. Oh yeah. Or maybe not. But you know what? When you, when you're a good person and you fall, you'll always have those opportunities. If you're evil and you fall, you're going to have a tough time getting back up. Yeah. You just never know. Um, So let's fast forward. So uh, let's talk briefly about Dish Nation. You know, I, I, Saw you pop up. Now you there permanently. They figured out that Chu Martinez is definitely some somebody they need. How did that opportunity come about? You know what? It's just you know. Shout out to Dish Nation. I love doing that show. I love my Dish Nation family. Everybody: Heidi, Frank, Sherry, Gary, Brat, Porsche, Head Crack. We just have a great, phenomenal team, and I love them so much. 
you know, like we said, like just working in this industry for so many years, we deal with so many personalities. We deal with so many people. We find ourselves in situations that we absolutely dread. You know, we have those those jobs. Where we're just like, fuck, do I have to do that? I don't want to work with. That's never the case when it comes to Dish Nation. I'm truly right. blessed to be a part of that show and to work with such phenomenally talented people. I love them so much. And uh, shout out to them and my producers and executives and everybody at Fox. They're amazing. I love them so much. That opportunity, again, came through, again, having a great team, <laughs> but also just, again, being a good person and being a good talent, you know, not to mm -hmm. say that I'm the best best there is but you know i'm pretty damn good at what i do and they needed somebody to kind of do a bunch of you know movie stuff movie junkets and a bunch of other things and uh red carpets and they they hired me and i did that for a number of years and then i became officially official like a part of the you know i, I became one of the co-hosts uh, about two years ago so i've been a co-host for two years now and uh it's just been a blessing and it's just been a blessing during COVID to have such an amazing job and being able to do it at home that like, part. Oh, that's that part. That's that's nuts. So shout out to them and shout out to Dish Nation. I absolutely love doing the show and it's a great fun time, man. I love it. I wake up every morning. I roll my big ass out of bed. I brush my teeth. I put a hat on and then I set my lights up in my camera and then we go, man. And then we have a great time and we laugh our asses off for like three hours. So it's great. There it is. However, that's not it. That's not it. Not only, <laughs> not only is he on Dish Nation, acting, you have but several projects. Um, is there anything you could talk about that people should look out for? Yeah, I uh, I just executive produced my first film, a uh, short film. It's called For Rosa. It's about uh, the Madrigal 10, uh, about a group of women who were uh, unknowingly uh, sterilized by the USC medical facility in the 70s. Uh, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're telling that story and... Uh, you know, just recently sold that short film to HBO. That This is an exclusive, TK. You're the first one. So, um, you know, you can see that on HBO and HBO Max and HBO Latino um, May 1st, man. So catch it there. And then right now we're writing the feature. We're writing the feature film right now and for that film. And we're going to hopefully start shooting that next year in New Mexico. And uh, I've got a lot of bunch of other irons in the fires and... Uh, you know, got more stuff coming up, man. And uh, hopefully another season of my talk show, season two. We're waiting for that. COVID just messed everything up. So waiting for that. And uh, I've got some pretty, I've got some pretty other pretty big announcements coming up. Can't really talk about it. Here's now, it. last question before we get out of here. Um, you know, talking to those people, like life, you know, obviously has its ups and downs, uh, peaks and valleys. Um, in one sentence, what would you say to somebody who is currently in that valley or who's currently in their car or who currently stuff is not going right? Stay humble no matter what. Have a vision for yourself, but know that vision might change drastically and the universe might present itself with something that you never expected. And you just need to embrace it and prepare yourself and be the best you can be at it. That's a long ass sentence, but we'll take it. That's a long ass <laughs> sentence. You can add all the punctuations you need to that. But just know that <laughs> things get things get better. You know, things get better if you want them to. You know, the bad times don't always last forever. And understand that the universe and people don't have it out for you. You know, people aren't, you know, coming at you. Don't ever play the victim. Just work your ass off and you'll see results, man. Period. Period. That's it.
There it is. Now, uh, where can everybody find you? If y'all not watching Dish, then um, get your life. But where can everybody find you? Shows, all that stuff. Yeah, man, just Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook, all that. You know, TikTok. I don't use it. Um, at Chewy Martinez, C H U E Y Martinez. That's for everything. Hit me in the DMs. Slide up in there. Say hi. You know, if you ever need advice, you ever need to talk, I'm always there. So holler at me. Thank you so much. I can't wait. I mean, just <sighs> doing amazing things. Your grind is inspirational. Like I look when I see your stuff and I see you doing like doing it, I'm like, all right, this is it's definitely possible, especially like you said before, for people who, you know, are not um, the stereotype or not the norm or don't fit into the L.A thing because you know another thing we can talk about and I actually talk touch on this real quick like you know you you aren't you're you're in LA right and the thing with LA it's you're either black or you're Mexican I feel like you know people expect me to be a black American and I'm not now yeah. have you experienced the same thing where people expect you to be a certain type of uh Latino oh most definitely I think you know like being in LA like you said you're either black or Mexican you know, I'm half Mexican. I'm Dominican as well, man. I got Caribbean in me. Mm -hmm. I never got the pressure. I got more pressure probably from Latinos who are in the industry to always fit in a box. They quite, they Latinos in the industry qu quite couldn't figure me out. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not full Mexican. I'm not full Dominican. I'm, I'm, I'm urban as hell. I'm from the city, man. I'm from the hood. Like I'm, I'm a city cat. I'm a streets mm -hmm. man. I'm from the streets, and um, I'm, 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 I'm an urban Latino, Dominican, Mexican who speaks fluent Spanish. You know, what I'm saying who loves hip hop, but who loves salsa, merengue, cumbia, and all the other traditional music we grew up listening to. Mm -hmm. So I quite, I, I kind of never fit into that box, your stereotypical box of what a Latino should be. Mm -hmm. So I just always felt like. I always had to create my own lane. And I think I've done that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not just chewy this one thing. Like, nah, man, I'm, I'm many things. I've got, I've got many flavors. You know what I'm saying? If you need me to read something in Spanish, I'll do it. If you need me to read something in English, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can interview, I can interview a, a P Diddy. I can interview a daddy Yankee. Like I can, I can roll with the best of them and I can, I, I, I'm, I'm a chameleon, man. I can adapt to any situation. And I think in this business, if you want to have a long career, you just have to be that chameleon and just adapt and pivot and know a little bit of everything and mm -hmm. get your hands dirty and read a room and understand the situation. Um, but yeah, that especially in this industry, you're going to find yourself in a lot of crazy uh, situations and you just have to adapt, man. You just have to adapt and roll with the punches and you're going to have a long career if you can do that. If not, you're going to be on your ass and you're going to end up, you know, wherever you're from yeah. on your grandma's couch, like for real. <laughs> well, staying yeah. true in who you are, that's, you know, definitely important. That's what, you know, I think really embodies you because it's just like, you're, you've been consistent. You, to, to me, you've just been consistently chewy Martinez before the show, before dish, you know, mm. with radio, different stations, stuff like that. And that, you know, that, that, that's my blueprint. It's just kind of like, I, this is, you guys don't want me here. I'm just going to create me and, you know, figure it out. Oh, is right. You, oh, you don't want to put me, oh, you don't want to put me on the radio. Okay. Let me go get these three TV shows. 
and just it just I I I I love I love being in the game of proving people wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're not going to give me an opportunity. I'm gonna make you look real stupid. Like, I'm gonna make you look real stupid for not fucking with me. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to. You don't. You don't want to fuck with me. Okay. Let me go sell this movie to HBO. Let me go create these other TV shows. Let me go film this movie. Let me go be on Fox every single day in 85 plus markets. Let me go get a talk show and do 45 episodes. Let me go have these meetings. Let me go have a production company. I'm going to make you look real stupid. And then they're going to pay you even more <laughs> to get you if they that want That part, you. that part, you know what, you know, if pride, if pride isn't in their way, then yes, then they should come correct and cut you a fat check. But if they're pricks, they're not going to do that. They're not going to admit to that. They're not going to admit to their faults. They're not going to admit that they're stupid. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, it, it happens. It happens all the time in this industry. And what can you yeah. do? The only person that's going to add equity to you and your brand and your situation is you. Yep. Period. You can't rely on anybody else. You can't rely on some executive with a suit and tie. He don't give a fuck about you. You got to look out for yourself and look out for your folks and look out for your family and look out for the people who really fuck with you and that close circle you have around you. You know, that's it. There it is. Well, thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. I look forward to all the things that you are doing. Thank um, you. It's only, it's only more. There's just, there's just going to be more. Cause I, I know who doesn't love Julie Martinez. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, if you don't, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm okay. I, well, yeah. Cause you're there, you know, creating the movies, getting the execs, taking the meetings, like you, you, you fine. Like if you, if you have ill feelings towards Trudy Martinez, he's not worried about you. So you're fine. I'm not. <laughs> Thank I'm you I'm... so much. I appreciate it. Peaks and Valleys is produced by Josh Rodriguez and TKO Productions. Spoken word and voiceover is done by yours truly, Lem Gonzalez. Thank you for listening. And remember, after the darkness comes the dawn.